You're listening to Rock of Ages, where I introduce my friends who are much into music theater to different types of pop and rock music. And sometimes they'll introduce me to some theater music. Today we're talking about Queens of the Stone Age, Songs for the Deaf. With me I have Romy and Riley. Songs for the Deaf is the uh, third studio album by American rock band Queens of the Stone Age, released on August 27th, 2002 under Interscope Records. The producers are Josh Holm, Adam Casper, and Eric Valentine, and the genres are stoner rock, hard rock, and desert rock. Now I'm going to read the All Music Review from Stephen Thomas Irwine. On their third album, Queens of the Stone Age are so concerned with pleasing themselves with what they play that they don't give a damn for the audience. This extends to the production, with the entire album framed as a broadcast from a left-of-the-dial AM radio station. Sonics compressed so every instrument is flattened. It's a joke run wild, punctuated by an ironic mock DJ, and it fits an album where the players run wild. As usual, Josh Home and Nick Olivieri have brought in a number of guests, including Mark Lanigan on vocals and Dean Ween on guitar, but they've anchored the themselves with the drumming of the mighty Dave Grohl, who helps give the band the muscle sorely missing from most guitar rock these days, whether it's indie rock or insipid alt-metal. Queens of the Stone Age may be a muso band, a band for musicians and those who have listened to too much music, but that's the pleasure of the band, and songs for the death in particular. It's restless and pummeling in its imagination and power. Alright, what do we think of uh, Queens of the Stone Age, songs for the deaf? I greatly enjoy it. Yeah. I greatly enjoy it too. I'm glad we're on the same page. All right, time to review our next album. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but what do we like about this album, though? It's got this uh, kind of just vibe I like. Especially yeah. the song that we're listening to right now, the one that has like all of the Spotify listens. I mean, you mm-hmm. can't go anywhere on like rock radio without hearing the song at least once. Yeah. Funnily enough, it's the only Queens of the Stone Age song they ever played on the radio. Ever. Dang. How do I know this? Uh, because I hear it all the time, and I never hear any other Queens of the Stone Age song, which is depressing. I've heard threes and sevens. I, like, they were in my area one time, and, like, this one, I remember hearing, uh, they, they played threes and sevens, and we recognized it from, uh, Guitar Hero 3, Legends of Rock. Is that a very popular game in Newfoundland? I mean, no, it's a popular game everywhere. I mean, have you ever seen videos of Guitar Hero World Tour Definitive Edition? And they just put Saul Goodman and uh, all these other things. And uh, Wallace, Daisy. Wallace is from Wallace and Gromit. Um, this um, is Romy, I, our Guitar Hero nerd. No, I, I, I mostly like watching this guy named Asai. Just look at this video. This Guitar Hero mod keeps getting better and better. Is that Phineas? Yes, Phineas is in... 
Like, and... you can get, like, you can go over to Nexus Mods and get all your favorite characters. I, I just want to see them put Wreck-It Ralph. I want to see Wreck-It Ralph singing YMCA. Of course you do. Of course you do. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm going to be perfectly frank. Uh, I didn't really like this album at first. I like <laughs> this album. I just, the first time I listened to it, I was never really given, like, experience you know mm. and it might be because of what the review mentioned like there are some very interesting mixing choices with this album some mixing choices that like i'm not completely in favor for because sometimes it sounds like weird like maybe it's too like oversaturated or something but uh it's an acquired taste to say the least but uh you know a hit's a hit and this song is a hit yeah it's real great yeah and we're just about to approach the legendary, like, drum fills that Dave Grohl does on this track. That's the only reason people listen to this song, for those wonderful, like, that air drum. I'm doing oh. it right now! Oh, Dave Grohl, isn't that that guy that, like, there was a concert at, in Los Angeles. Uh, it was a benefit concert, and it, you just see Tenacious D, Beck, John C. Riley, and Greg Kirsten performing the song Summer Breeze. And then Dave Grohl shows up at random points in the song to go, <laughs> da, na, 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 na. <laughs> I, I shared That it is honestly such server. a Dave Grohl thing to do. Yeah. For those who still don't know, uh, Dave Grohl is the uh, the drummer for Nirvana and the lead singer guy for Foo Fighters. I'm so proud of them. They fought so much Foo. <laughs> we should be getting to Foo Fighters eventually, especially since uh, the Taylor Hawkins, one of the guitar guys, recently like died a couple of months ago, which is very tragic. Yeah. One thing to also to note about this album is that the main concept of this album, that's right, this is a concept album, is that there's a guy driving in his car and he's changing radio stations. And so what we're hearing right now is like cheesy radio broadcasts. So and I thought that was that was pretty fun. And then it, and all of a sudden it cuts to another Queens of the Stone Age song. Like, Queens of the Stone Age is this maniacal dictator in the future and it, they're the only <laughs> band you can listen to. Yes! That would just be... I'm adding that to the lore. Queens of the Stone Age is the only band you could listen to in the future because they took over the U.S. government. <laughs> and I'm not entirely complaining. This gives me an idea. I'm thinking of doing, like, this limited series in, like, set in 2775 and like maybe there's an alternate universe where you, in series where you can only listen to Queens of the Stone Age songs. <laughs> I'm typing it. Alright, Queens of the Stone Age is the only band you can listen to in the future because they took over the government and the radio airwaves. That is canon. Yeah. <laughs> this is canon. Like, there's gotta be some sort of, like, place where Dave Grohl fits, and along with Beck and Tenacious D and John C. Riley. They're members of Congress. <laughs> that would that would be interesting. This is canon. This is in the AP Gov curriculum. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyway, I should know this because I'm taking AP <laughs> Gov right now. We mm. trolled South Dakota's government yesterday. Oh, how? <laughs> what happened? So basically, um, my teacher hates South Dakota. <laughs> As they he should. More. He just hates South Dakota for some reason. So my friend got an ad about like, he's like, we want you to survey something about North Dakota's government. No, South Dakota's government. So she showed it to him, and he basically did a whole thing that just like completely trolled the government in mm. South Dakota. Yeah. So yeah, that is poggers right there. <laughs> yeah, I have never yeah, been to I've South been Dakota been. before. Don't I've really think I want to. I've, I've never been, been in South Dakota, and I don't know if I ever will. 
To be frank, though, I would I rather I would rather want to go to South Dakota than North Dakota, which is the absolute worst state ever. I've been to South Dakota. I've never been to North Dakota. Good. There's nothing there. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> North Dakota should be a myth. Well, Wyoming's a myth. I've been to Wyoming, therefore it is not been a myth. I've been to Wyoming, but it, it still seems like a myth. To quote the Red Hot Chili Peppers, I hope the entire world dies except California. Uh, <laughs> I know this because Magic Mike said so. Thanks, Magic Mike. Yeah. But yeah, um, Wyoming gets too much hate. Wyoming is such a fire state. I mean, sure, there's a lot of, like, empty desert prairie stuff out there, but when you get to the Grand Teton and Yellowstone stuff up northwest, <laughs> that is... That's the shit right there. What? What is it? You know the Associated Press? Yeah. Like, the least biased thing. Most one of the most reliable sources, extremely unbiased, says, Growing online theory says Wyoming doesn't exist. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's going in all of our, that's going in all of our lores. Wyoming doesn't exist in our lore. <laughs> Literally. Wyoming doesn't exist. It's just Idaho Part 2. Literally. We need to give Idaho something because all that's in Idaho right now are potatoes and racists. Potato land. Remember that? Like, you guys get that reference? Yeah, from like the new Mickey Mouse show, Potato Land. I get it. Yeah, you, we're the land. same. Yeah. Potatoes. This has just turned into a conversation about what state is better. Yeah. I've been in New York recently. It's pretty poggers. Yeah. Yeah, New York's awesome. I'd put Maryland where I'm at right now in, like, maybe, like, low A, high B tier. We don't got a lot, but we take pride in that, and that's okay. California. Hmm. You Never been to Californians. Thank you so yeah. much better, because your state is the most highly populated. Never yeah, been also to... originally from New England, so that's kind of, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I am from San Diego, so I should not be one to talk. Also, um, I put Florida in the D's. It's got some really, really, really great things, but it's Should be Buffett so and Austin and Alley. Yeah, and Disney World, and Universal I've Studios. Been to, I've been, been to Disney World, and I love been, it. We've all been to Disney World. If I'm but being if really honest, I feel like, um, when it comes to, like, rides and food, I feel like Disneyland needs to step up their game, because Disney World's got some amazing stuff there. Literally. Yeah, but in, when you really stop to think about it, like, Florida is so populated with um, weirdos. Like, like Florida look man. at all those Florida man stuff. <laughs> Alligators. Let's see what my Florida man is for my birthday. Guys, we need to do this right now. Right here, right now. You guys can wait, Queens of the Stone Age. This is more important. Uh, Florida okay. man, July 30th. Um, Florida man tries to buy Rolex watches with check printed from home computer. Florida man, January 31st. Oh my god. <laughs> Florida man arrested for pretending to be a ghost during a funeral. <laughs> Alright, this is mine. Florida man, May 11th. Naked Florida man prompts airport evacuation after claiming he planted a bomb. <laughs> I found another one for my birthday. Uh, Florida man filmed carrying an alligator into a convenience store to buy beer. I have mine. This is another one for my birthday. Florida man steals alligator from golf course, tries teaching it a lesson by throwing it on roof of bar. <laughs> okay, that's enough talk about Florida man. Uh, there's this album, um, the, the song we're listening to right now, Songs for the Dead. Um, I thought it was pretty cool, kind of like a nice little alt metal song, but that guy really needed to buy a better microphone. It sounds like it costs like 12 cents, yeesh. 
Uh, at least mine's better. <laughs> even though I'm loud. <laughs> our, all three of our microphones are better than this guy's. Literally. <laughs> anyway, uh, my, my uncle's girlfriend told me about her- the first time she heard about Queens of the Stone Age was she watched this weird music video of theirs and there was like a deer head. Does any of that ring a bell for you guys? Uh, was it- is it the Godfather reference? I have no idea. I'm just gonna search up Queens of the Stone Age deer head. Oh, uh... Oh, it's- okay, it's for no one knows, apparently. Ah, cool! It's the one that everyone knows, even though, like, it, it's got a contradictory title. No, it's called No One Knows, but everybody knows no one knows. <laughs> it's a paradox. We shouldn't be existing right now. In other news, Teen Titans Go's news episode with Zack Snyder is rated a perfect 10 out of 10 it is tied with Breaking Bad's Ozymandias as the greatest TV episode of all time. Holy shit. <laughs> I'm still binging Breaking Bad right now, so if any of you have spoilers for Ozymandias, do not tell me. All I know about the episode is the funny meme where Walter's mouth is a and he falls down crying. to admit six shooter i wasn't really a big fan of um i'm, I'm a hardcore punk fan but uh this is like a step too far for me like mm. i gave it a six aptly enough and uh do it again steely dan better you said in the notes <laughs> well they do they do it they do it again and they do it better <laughs> i can't believe the queens of the stone age had the, the audacity to do it again <laughs> Can we just add do it again to the, um, snow clone? Do it again, it's like, do- it's just do it again, but, like, have times infinity. Like, do it again, do it again, do it again, do it again, No, do it again. Do it again. No, like, stuck inside a mobile with my melancholy Memphis but, LA But there's no blues in that song. I know, but we can- let's- let's take liberties. We can take liberties. The last time we uh, took liberties, the United States of America was created, and I don't want to do that again. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to do it again. <laughs> we already... That was funny. Is that going in the quotes? Um, Whoa. we can we can put it in the quotes. <laughs> yep. Anyway, here's the track. The track playing now is what I don't think is bad. Um, the sky is falling, which is probably about the sky falling. I don't know. I didn't pay attention to the lyrics this it's time. It's about the movie Chicken Little 2005. Oh my <laughs> god! They predicted Chicken Little like three years before it came out. This is just like when Radiohead, that stupid band, predicted Ice Age. <laughs> like, when did Radiohead predict found Ice Age? What are you talking about? He's, he's found it a long time ago. I, like, when <laughs> did, um, when, what am I missing here? When did Radiohead predict Ice Age, the movie? I, I, I know there's a meme of it somewhere. Radiohead, Ice Ah, uh, yes, in the song Idiotech by Radiohead, there's the lyric, Ice Age coming. Ice Age coming. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> oh, that raised the same energy as something I saw on shitty movie details. 
Um, in the 1990 movie Misery, Adam Levine does not make an appearance. This is despite the fact on the 2010 song Misery, Levine states, I am in misery. This is a reference to the fact that Adam Levine is a fucking liar. <laughs> He's also being cancelled right now, thank god. Wait, what? I, I don't know. He's all over the news for some reason. I don't- I'm not bothering to look. <laughs> I never cared about Maroon 5 anyway. Uh, not even when they did their horrible Super Bowl halftime performance, which, uh, <laughs> snubbed a perfectly good tribute to, to Steven Hillenburg. Yeah. I am still salty about that, and I will remain salty. Made that same. I made a, another, um, event. The last time Player One took liberties, the United States of America was formed, and they don't want to do it again. <laughs> for the uninitiated, this is for our Hunger Games simulators. Yes, we need to do one again. Hmm. Yeah. Let's see, what else do I like about this album? Um, sometimes during, between, like, each song, there's, like, little stupid, silly little, like, radio bumpers, like you see on, like, morning radio, and I thought, I thought that was funny. It, it kind of reminds me of, like, an, another concept album I plan on doing soon with this podcast. Mm. I won't disclose which one it is, but it's older than this one. Mm. Uh, Go With The Flow is the second most popular song off the album, with, like, a hundred million listens. Yeah, oh, that's cool. Makes sense, it's the most, like, power pop song off the album. There are no other songs from Songs for the Deaf in the top five for Queens of the Stone Age on Spotify. Yeah, I should have figured. Like, those two, the first two songs are the ones everybody knows. Yeah. Um, we just missed the funniest part of the album for me. It was like one of those silly radio bumpers, and then there's this, like, ra radio DJ going, like, the coolest ra ra songs for the coolest people, and then there's, like, a baby crying, and then he's like, shut up, brat. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that that reminds me of something, uh... Reminds me of the vine uh, where it says, Don't be naughty! Don't be naughty! It sounds like a bad James Corden accent. Yeah. Oh no, we're on Six Shooter. This is so sad. <laughs> I mean, I... Mm. The worst part about it is, like, the production. They made some really questionable production choices, and I'll applaud them for those production choices, but... It just, it makes the album just a bit more unlistenable for me, in my humble opinion. Mm. But if it's popular, who am I to hate? Mm. Uh, the song after this, though, is one I actually really do like. It's uh, Hanging Tree. I especially like the, the chorus. Kinda psychedelic. Are you, are you coming to the tree? Oh, I was gonna say something like that! <laughs> um. Uh, it reminds me of the time I saw Katniss's wax figure at Madame Tussauds. Ah, yes. Uh, my favorite part in Hunger Games when she's hanging herself at the hanging tree. And then Logan Paul found her. Oh. <laughs> Wait, what was that a reference to? Like, the tree? The tree come to the hanging tree or whatever? Uh, um, there was an incident where Logan Paul went into this... No, I know Japanese that, but Riley earlier said something. I don't know uh, the it's reference. A it's a song from the Hunger Games. Oh, that makes sense. I never watched the Hunger Games. I only know that song because, like, the Hanging Tree was, like, a minor radio hit, mm. and, and, like, they, they remixed it for, like, the radio, and, like, it outperformed, like, the actual pop songs that were made for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and here's that chorus I was talking about. It's, it's really, it's kind of got that hazy, psychedelic feel to it, which makes sense because this is stoner rock. Yeah. Well, I now just realized why they call it Stoner Rock. Because this is something that only stoners can fully enjoy. Yeah. Slash J. Mm. Slash J, slash S. 
I don't know why I'm talking in Twitter slash code now. It's better than speaking in ratio. <laughs> Actually, Romy, L plus ratio plus John C. Riley mid. We have fun. <laughs> uh, let me look at my notes. Um, God is in the radio. I want to talk about my experience with that song. So I was oh. just, I was in the library. I was working on an essay. And I was listening to this song in the background. And I thought it was a nice little blues shuffle. Like, well, not a shuffle, but it was like a little, like, blues rock number. And then it looked like it was like three minutes into the song. Sounded like things were finally gonna wrap up. I looked at, I looked at my phone. There were still three minutes left of the whole song. You're like, hey, go with the flow's over. No, it's not. There's more. <laughs> I, you guys haven't lived until you've heard the Salt and Pepper Diner. Um, after, after that, like, checking in the halfway point, I just kept looking and looking at my phone to see when God is in the radio would be over. Because it just did not stop, even when it, I just wanted it to. It was such an agonizing experience, guys, I swear. It never ends. The ride never ends. That song is like Mr. Bones' Wild Ride. Mm-hmm. Andrew wants to get off Mr. Bones' Wild Ride. Mm-hmm. Um... I said for gonna leave you, it sounds like Foo Fighters. A given since Dave Grohl is here. Yeah, um... Dave Grohl is everywhere. He's in my yeah. room, guys. Yeah. Hi, Dave yeah. Grohl! <laughs> yeah, he's in my room, and he's gonna take me to Largo, and we're all gonna just do a rendition of Summer Breeze. <laughs> my Dave... cat is secretly Dave Grohl. <laughs> yep. Like, I am Aaron... secretly Dave Grohl. Oh my god! Hold on, were you signing? We're all Dave Grohl. We just don't know it. Yeah. What kind of fool do you take me for? He's Dave Grohl. She's Dave Grohl. You're Dave Grohl. I'm Dave Grohl. Are there other any other Dave Grohls I should know about? Yes. <laughs> that in the quotes. There is only one foo in this. Everyone, everyone, and everything is Dave Grohl except for one thing, and that be like the source of foo. Does anyone want to know what that foo is? What is it? Jimothy Corden. Oh! oh! This is why he needs to be stopped at all cost. Oh my god. And you... this is why it's good that he's, like, quitting the the night, late night show or whatever. But that leaves open the possibility of him being in Wicked Parts 1 or, or and or 2. Oh god, is that why he stepped down? Um, I don't know. I hope not. Someone assassinate him or something. Someone put him in a box. And lock him in another box and, like, mail the box to yourself and smash it with a hammer. Does anyone remember the, uh, this kid's songs video, Very Silly Songs? Yep, the well, whole box thing. What if, like, our main protagonist, Stelly Willie, opened the box and there was James Corden inside? <laughs> no, wait, what if it was just Gwyneth Paltrow's head inside? No, no, it's just Gwyneth Paltrow's goop products. <laughs> what song are we on? Uh, go with the flow. Okay. I said for that one, neat little power pop. And it never ends. Like, it's it's the musical equivalent to Mr. Bones' Wild Ride. No, Actually, I was talking about be... God is in the radio. I like this song. Oh, sorry. Um, I retract the previous statement. Hey, God is in the radio is over. No, it's not. Here's more. <laughs> yeah, that, you, you corrected your error. Good for you. Um, yeah. I, what do we think of the uh, starter song? You think I ain't worth a dollar, but I feel like a millionaire. It's pretty good. Pretty good. 
Um, there's a mashup out there that puts the song with um, a bunch of other songs. Um, it's mm. by Pluffaduff, who made uh, a mashup of uh, That's What I Want with uh, Misery Business. Mm. Hot take, He's... I think this song sounds like Sane Anger, and that's not a compliment. Oh. Yeah. Like, remember when Slipknot yeah. ripped off Metallica's work in Sane Anger with the use of a trash can? Yep. <laughs> and then the band was forced to lay off a thousand members or something. Yeah. But uh, I will admit, you think I Ain't Worth a Dollar is better, probably, than Saint Anger. I don't know. I haven't listened to that album, and I likely never will. But, it's again, it's just that production thing that I just cannot latch on to. Is this, like, a popular production thing for, like, hardcore punk albums? Is this what they're trying to emulate? Um, I guess... I mean, none of us are, like, familiar with the world of hardcore punk, so, yeah. uh... I mean, my older brother, but it's taste slime more in, um, I guess I prevail type stuff. Really? It's more poetic metal and stuff. Poetic and metal really shouldn't go together, in my opinion, unless I we're mean, talking I, about I, Fade to Black. Yeah, or... I think poetic metal just, it just sounds like you're fusing pop with new metal. It just doesn't work. That wasn't really the right word, because uh, I haven't really listened to much I Prevail. Mm. You know, in the, in the in the wee days of the pandemic, they kept playing this one song by I Prevail all the gosh darn time on the radio. It's called Hurricane, and they interchanged between, like, the original, like, quote-unquote heavy version and the acoustic version. Mm. And but I kind of always love listening to both versions because I love how lazily they edited the swearing in that song. Like, one of the lyrics is, Lately, I don't give a fuck. But they changed it so it just sounds like he's saying, Lately, I don't give a... I was kind of expecting it to say he didn't give a truck. <laughs> no, people aren't intelligent enough to do that anymore. Well, except for Kids Bop. <laughs> They do the same thing with, uh, You're Gonna Go Far, Kid, by The Offspring. The original lyrics are, Dance, fucker, dance. But they change it to, Dance, kerdance. What is a, <laughs> what does it mean to kerdance? There's also the Queen version where it's like, Now dance, 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 or something like that. I don't know. They just, just copy-paste a lead singer guy going, Dance. <laughs> Let's see, um, we're on Do It Again right now. Not, <laughs> and the sad, the saddest part is probably they're not, they're not gonna listen to me. They're just gonna continue to do it again forever and ever. <laughs> also, um, I just realized a little paradox. Um, the album is called Songs for the Deaf. This is very stupid because deaf people cannot even hear these songs anyway. This is a horrible wait. marketing decision. It, wait, the real song for the deaf is like a song played at very, very low tempo, low enough so like. Deaf people can hear, feel the vibrations. I I know. I, I listened to the very first song on Spotify, which is called The Real Song for the Deaf. It opens off with one of the guys going, What? Huh? And then there's just like a little bass boom throughout the rest of the song. I shouldn't even call it a song though, but whatever. That's, uh, but that it, is interesting, I will say. Good for them. They uh, got a gold participation star. <laughs> As in, they participated in this podcast. An award? I've never gotten an award before. <laughs> also, we'll be getting the two uh, Queens of the Stone Age albums on this podcast. Um, their previous album, Rated R, which you can only assume is Rated R, and uh, Like Clockwork, which uh, Jackson has told me is, I believe, is one of his favorite albums ever, so... 
Hype. Yeah, hype. So uh, we're on God is in the radio now. I can't wait till the song ends in the year 2040. Yeah. The real song for the deaf because you wish you were. <laughs> no, that that that's too mean. That's a that's an note that should be directed more for six shooter. Um, let's talk about the song that's actually called Songs for the Deaf. It's there, and it's a good song. Unfortunately, it doesn't have as much listens on Spotify. And it, it's from something that I like to call the penultimate curse. In which, uh, the penultimate song on an album is more or less the album with the least amount of listens through the entire album. Like, it could be a very good album, but because, like, it's near the end, but it's not the end just yet, it just doesn't have enough plays. Yeah. There have been some, like, penultimate songs that have defied this, uh, rule. Like, uh, Dancing in the Dark off of Born in the USA, and probably most famously, um, Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen. But, uh, more or less, the penultimate track is usually the, the one that gets the least amount of, uh, listens on an album. Like, yeah. I'm looking at all the uh, songs with the least amount of plays that we've done on this podcast, uh, and they're almost always the, gonna be, like, the uh, the second-to-last song, or, like, third-to-last song. We got Meeting Across the River, Born on Born to Run, uh, Talking Old Soldiers off Tumbleweed Connection, Adventure off the Yes album, A Mind with a Heart of Its Own by Full Moon Fever, Seamus by, by Pink Floyd on Metal, which is such a shame, that is, like, the greatest song in all of existence. And, uh, round and round off Toys in the Attic. Hmm. I don't often check how many plays a song has. Well, I guess that's the magic of me, who's a stick or for demographics and uh, statistics. God is in the radio finally ended. Yep, finally did. Unless it didn't. Maybe it's, um... Maybe they're pranking us. It, maybe they're ker-pranking us. You just got <laughs> ker-pranked. Well, why does this sound like Spirit in the Sky for some reason? It is. This is still God's in the radio, I think. Yeah, I, like, why does this part sound like Spirit in the Sky? Holy shit, it kind of does sound like Spirit in the Sky. Imagine this played in Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> that wouldn't work though, because Peter Quill was abducted from Earth in like the 80s. His uh, his soundtrack consists of like early 70s AM radio hits. It would it would not fit for uh, this. This to a, be, uh, this gotta be an alternate universe where it was like different. Like maybe that. it could work in Volume Three. Like Peter had went back to Earth in Endgame, so he probably picked up some more like rock songs for his playlist. So. Could work. Could work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I have to admit, as much as satisfying a conclusion Endgame was, I do wish uh, we got to see, like, Peter Quill react to being on Earth again. Yeah. Not just because he's Chris Pratt. He's so cool, man. Yeah. Which reminds me, it's been exactly a year since the Mario movie cast got announced, and we've heard absolutely nothing else from it. Like, we haven't even gotten a trailer. But at least we know that he will be talking a lot in this movie. Yeah. And that he will be normal, finally. 
It's still scheduled for April 7, 2023. Can we so can we talk about uh how epic how like dope a song Mosquito Song is? Hmm, yeah. I said in I know it gave me Neutral Milk Hotel vibes, but in my defense, I haven't listened to Neutral Milk Hotel in over 6 months. And when I re-listened to them, I realized how miserably wrong I was. Yeah, it's in the aeroplane over the sea is really really good. Yeah. Uh, do you have it on the on the wheel? I fucking should. Yes. <laughs> like that, I listened to like three songs off the album. Like after songs to the deaf, that shit's dope. Uh, I especially enjoy Holland 1945 and the title track. Um, but yeah, Mosquito Song, it does give off those, like, psychedelic folk vibes. Especially with, like, the the brass band and the folksy instrumentation. Like, after an hour of kick-ass hard rock, this is not the album you'd expect them to play. But it, it actually ends up working in context, somehow. It's, yeah! I guess that's a common trend for, like, modern albums. They, they open with, like, just an hour of hard rock and roll, and they end with the introspective soft song within a, with a slow ballad yeah. that's what the mod the hoople did with all the young dudes and we love that stuff right 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 yeah, right kind of <laughs> i mean panic at the disco did a similar thing like one of their albums ended with a song called dying in la which is about how like celebrities overrated and stuff just called them brendan yuri <laughs> i mean I, to be frank, I only gave Panic at the Disco a high rating because I wanted Cade Month to be over so bad. Mm, I mean, I, at I, least... I, I do not like Van Morrison, but he is a, a godsend after, like, a month of Cade's picks. Yeah, at least the Panic album isn't just a Brendan Urie album, it has the whole band. Yeah, that is fair, yeah. I guess. Maybe if they never went to High Hopes, maybe Panic at the Disco would have albums on the wheel. But as mm. it stands, I would like to forget about them and the rest of the pop-punk craze. Yeah. We could someday get to Olivia Rodrigo as a birthday pick, and the, I mean, it's not too pop-punk, except for Good For You. It's more like, has just kind of grungy. No. I mean... I'm not I'm not arguing with you. I, I, I am considering a bit uh, putting a a page from Bizardvark on the wheel. <laughs> I will never forget her past life as a Disney kid. I mean, she's still kind of a Disney kid. She's on High School Musical, the musical, the series. Who? Oh, Olivia Rodrigo. Speaking of modern albums I've been wanting to put on the wheel, uh, Silk Sonic. I've been meaning to put that one on there. <gasps> yes! Oh, yeah. My yes! mom... My mom was listening to uh, Leave the Door Open. Uh, I know this because she was trying to listen to something else and it kept playing her Spotify. Mm -hmm. And I guess because it was on The Voice, which I do not care for in the slightest. <laughs> yeah. And she still watches it. I feel like it's going to give me some of those uh, Young Americans vibes. This uh, is a subtle I mean, hint that I should listen to soul music. Yeah, I heard Skate in a restaurant, and when I heard the first notes, I legitimately thought they were playing, like, a Barry White song, <laughs> and, and, uh, until the vocals kicked in. It, it, like, it, the oh, intro does sound a lot like, uh, you're the first, my last, my everything. You know, it kind of shows how, like, middle-class white I am when I compare a soul album to David Bowie's Young Americans. <laughs> Which we also did about a year ago, mm. and we first uh, talked about Chris Pratt being so cool. Alright, let's uh, wrap things up before the album ends on us. Uh, Jamie, who has who's not here with us, she actually hasn't been here in like 
six months, uh, but we follow each other on Rate Your Music, and she gave this album a 10, and so yeah. I, will, I will count that. Um, Romy, how about you? Um, I give it an 8. Uh, also, Jamie, we hope you come back. Riley? I'm actually, like, into this. Probably, like, an 8.5. Very well. Um, I can't say I'm too much into this, but I really do respect it for its musicianship and, of course, the fact that Dave Grohl is here. Dave Grohl just highly elevates an album. And then there are a lot of kick-ass songs on here. No One Knows, uh, First Day Giveth, Hanging Tree, Go With The Flow, the song that's playing right now, Songs For The Death, uh, Mosquito Song, The Sky Has Fallen, probably named just like half the album. But it's pretty good. I'm still not like a big fan of the mixing. They're trying to make it sound like a compacted radio, which I'm not all the way for. But maybe I, maybe if I just listened to this on a really crappy radio, maybe I'd understand. So I'll give it an eight. Okay. So um, fun fact about uh, the title track, "Songs for the Deaf." It ends with uh, like a radio DJ signing off, and then there's like many seconds of silence. And after that silence, you. You'll hear fading in a hidden outtake version of the band's single Feel Good Hit of the Summer, with all the lyrics replaced with maniacal laughter. So, like, they hired Chris Cooper to do it? I imagine if they just said maniacal laugh, maniacal <laughs> laugh. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. I do watch the Muppet movie. The Muppets movie. Sorry, it's, the Muppets it's hard. 2011. Yeah, it's easy to confuse the two. They both have Muppets. And they both have, like, very similar plots. Like, the Muppets get together and do stuff. And Rainbow Connection is also in it. And, uh, then there's this whole scene of Sweetums running up to the car and saying he wants to go to Hollywood. The difference is, the Muppet movie was, like, uh, an origin story, while the Muppets is a reunion. Ah! <laughs> It's like the Phineas and Ferb episode. Dude, we're getting the band we're back, the band back yeah. together. And Muppets Most Wanted, like Cars 2, is a spy espionage movie. The difference between that Muppets Most Wanted is good. Yeah. <laughs> and Cars 2 is S tier times 5. <laughs> I, I admit, I honestly do not like Cars 2 that much. But it's just, it's funny. It's exciting, okay? Can you guys respect me for that? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Every movie has its perks. Yeah. Here's the uh, feel-good hit of the summer outtake. This is the music that plays during my mental breakdown, guys. This the and music Jimmy Buffett. Hey, I just want, to, just, just want to point this out. Do you guys know that Dave Grawl is in the Muppets film? Yeah! <laughs> it all comes together. Queens of the Stone Age, the next guest in the Muppet show, when? Yeah! Oh my god, Queens of the Stone Age has to be in the Muppet movie. They have uh, to re- in the next Wait, Muppet no, movie. They have to make a reboot of the Muppet show. And first guest, first musical guest has to be Queens of the Stone Age. Wait a minute. Uh, they, they're doing a new show called Muppets Mayhem on uh, Disney+. Plus. Queens of the Stone Age could conceivably appear on that. Because like, it's a spin-off about the electric mayhem. That could, that could feasibly happen. So, Mosquito Song is playing, which means I guess it's time to review our next album. Um, Songs for the Death is a concept album. Not about a particular person, not about a particular story. The concept is I'm flipping through radio stations. That's the concept. That's the whole concept. But yes, th this means that this is a concept album. So, after like three long months, we can finally look at another piece of theater. Woo! <laughs> So, uh, I picked this album, like, uh, not that long ago, because, uh, not too long ago, we lost, like, a queen. Some would even say, the queen. 
Olivia Newton-John. Oh. oh. All right, the next, our, our next episode and the next theater album is going to be Xanadu. <laughs> Did I get you? Yes. Uh. <laughs> okay. Don't worry. We are doing Grease next time. Yeah, and then we're going to do Grease on Watch This. Yep. All right. Thank you. Suck your blood and leave you there. All alone, just get alone. When you welcome on trees listen to the leaves the fur